Well, Mr. Biden is in Vietnam after having been to the G20 summit in Delhi. The summit's now finished and India has formally handed over the G20 presidency to Brazil. Prime Minister Narendra Modi completed the transition by passing the ceremonial gavel of the presidency to Brazil's president, Luis Inácio Lula da Silva. Earlier on, the leaders gathered for a ceremony at the memorial of Mahatma Gandhi, India's independence leader. On Saturday, the group issued a joint declaration on the war in Ukraine, but the statement made no mention of Russian aggression. Christian Fraser is in Delhi at the summit. He sent us this update. The leaders jetting out of New Delhi this hour at the end of two days of the G20 summit and I would think immense satisfaction on the part of the Indians that they got the communique across the line because when the leaders arrived here 48 hours ago there was a, a giant gap in that text specifically in relation to Ukraine. There were 200 Sherpa meetings to find the right language that would find consensus in the room uh, but today as the gavel was passed to Brazil that communique adopted in full. Earlier in the day, though, uh, a lot of it was about the ceremony. Um, the leaders uh, were out and about in New Delhi. First, let's focus on Rishi Sunak, who went to a Hindu temple, proud Hindu himself, of course, uh, with his wife, Akshatamurti. Um, this was the Akshardat uh, temple in New Delhi. He prayed there. Uh, they were shown around the temple. And then he made his way uh, to Rajkat, which is the memorial for Mahatma Gandhi, who of course was assassinated in 1948, just after India had secured its independence from the British Empire. Uh, this is the spot where Mahatma Gandhi was cremated all those years ago, and all 20 leaders joining in the rain, monsoonal weather here in India today, in the rain to present their uh, memorial there reads to Mahatma Gandhi. For him personally, uh, Mr Modi, in the run-up to an election next year in a third term, uh, I would think uh, he'll be very pleased with what he's got out of the weekend. But let us talk specifically about the Ukraine passage, because that's where most of the focus has been, and particularly how it's been watered down when you compare it to the document they agreed in Bali a year ago. So GOM is deplores in the strongest terms the aggression by the Russian Federation against Ukraine and inserted in its place, we reiterated our national positions. All states must refrain from the threat of the use of force to seek territorial acquisition. Sergei Lavrov has been giving a press conference clearly well satisfied with the language that they secured, but he spoke specifically about the Black Sea initiative, the supply of grain which they've cut off, they've walked away from that deal and they've renewed their bombardment of the Ukrainian ports, which was widely condemned here. Mr. Sir, Mr. Lavrov said it is possible to revive the Black Sea initiative as long as the West removes obstacles to the export of Russian grain and fertiliser. Here's a response from the British Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak. The G20 is obviously a large collection of countries that don't all necessarily share the same values and the same perspective, but it is important that the G20 has come together and issued very strong uh, condemnation for the impact of the war in Ukraine on food prices and energy security. That's something that I was keen to highlight. I'm glad that that is there in the statement in black and white, and there's very strong language highlighting the suffering that the war is doing, the impact it's having on food prices, and the need for Russia to rejoin the Black Sea Grain Initiative and to halt attacks on civilian infrastructure in Ukraine. You know, that's something that I wanted to make sure that we did here. That's something that has happened, and that is something that I think everyone has sat up and taken notice of.